to live with it but they do me personally it's only acceptable if it's for content and that wasn't for content that was just for pain it's for me it's kind of our own noodle incident like the the, the viewers are listening <laughs> well the viewers viewers they need a new name the listeners they're always watching yeah the clients yeah. are always listening and the they- content consumers yes who suckle at my content utters every day. That, mm, okay. <laughs> well, we're doing that now. Um, That's the mood. I am feeling reckless and punchy tonight because I didn't want to record a podcast this week um, for obvious, I think, reasons. If you are in any capacity aware of what's happening in the world, I was like, you know lot. what? Mental health is directly like you can you can get a like a good reading on how good my mental health is by the sheer amount of mugs and filthy disgusting bowls I have in my room. Um and listen, fabulous. There was a lot until yesterday. There was coffee cups galore, teacups. There was shall we say an entire dishwasher rack full maybe even. And I'm not a proud woman, but I'm an honest one. And I will say that I didn't fucking feel like new one. Well, fuck all. Yeah. Um, no. Nor should you, really. This is not so, the week for that. You know, but then after I passed out of that phase of my life, I moved into my, well, fuck it period. Yeah. Um, which is the greatest and most creative of times in all an artist's life. And stage two is so, fuck it traditionally. Traditionally, yeah. Um, is that second base? Anyway, um, so so we're just gonna fuck around today. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. I've I oh also hi welcome to Kino Thirst Podcast. I'm having a Kelly with Brendan. Uh, I forget. Also, listen. Uh, you know, intro. Uh. <laughs> yeah, intro. This is a podcast. Um, I last time we were together, I was in a bit of a state also, which. It's just partially why I decided to to hit you up for this because I was like last time we recorded I was in my egg madness. Yes, and I'm also pretty sure time... last time you started the podcast talking about how punchy you were. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you did yeah, the yeah, exact yeah. Same thing today. So similar moods, <laughs> except worse. Yeah, except existentially worse. Um, I've been untethered. I've been unmoored, and that is a dangerous place for me to be because that means I'm just a propeller spinning, baby. I'll take out anyone. Yeah, just, just woulda, 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 yeah. woulda, woulda. That's you right now. Pretty much. Yeah. I'm what I used to fear would happen if I jumped off of the back of a boat. Did you ever have that thought? And and like you'd get sucked into the propeller? No, I thought I was going to get scalped. I very vividly as a child imagined I would get scalped if I, well, because, it's well, okay. fear. Yes, I had a lot of very, I was very, see, I didn't tell anybody I had these fears. So when my parents find out much later that I had these fears, they're like, what the fuck? Did, what, we could have fixed that 
immediately if you had said something. I was like, no, I just let it fester. Um, like I was terrified of being arrested uh, for drinking alcohol in the back of a car because I thought you couldn't have alcohol in a car. And not that I couldn't have alcohol because I was six, but because it, it was drinking and driving. Well, I mean, you're breaking so, the law at that point. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I thought that if I had an old style root beer, that a cop would pull us over because they thought I was drinking hey, you, in the back. Toddler, the fuck <laughs> is that? Yeah. So, you're not allowed to drink and drive. That's um, not so too I used... unbelievable considering well, police in America. So Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Um, and so I would run through the whole scenario of like what I would do, and I'd offer to let him taste it to make sure that he knew that it was root beer and that I could do I could do a breathalyzer if you wanted me to. Um, you had but... an entire like layout and you were <laughs> yes. six. Yes. So my thought with getting scalped, back to the fun topic, was that I... So there are like on like speed boats and stuff, um, like leisure boats, if you jump off of there's like a platform in the back over the propeller where you can jump off into the water. Like it's supposed to be easy to get on and off of. Usually there's like a ladder on the back too. Um, we had some friends who had boats when I was a kid and we used to go out with them. And I was fucking terrified of jumping off of the back because I was certain that if I jumped off the back where the fucking propeller is that just shot us through the water. Yeah, the power knives, um, yeah. Exactly. That my hair would get tangled up and they would forget about me and they would drive the bow and my sc- and scalp, scalp would get, would get ripped, ripped off. off. Okay. No, yeah. that makes, now that you've, the process really clarified It's vivid. That. Yeah. It's a visceral image I, for a six-year-old to have. I was going to say, this This is a very specific fear for a very specific instance of, I happened to know people who had boats that allowed me to cultivate this <laughs> yeah. fear. And I'm yes, like, exactly. All right. <laughs> And my my dad, who grew up uh, going on the Delta all the time as a kid, which is the shittiest place to to really enjoy water. Um, I don't know if any of you know anything about the Sacramento Delta, but it's muddy as fuck and shallow and kind of lukewarm. It's gross. Um, Anyway, he he used to go there a lot as a kid in olden times. And um, so he was a hardy swimmer and boat jumper off of her. And uh, so he thought the way to fix my fear was to just kind of chuck me over the edge get them over it by physically getting them over it and i opened my eyes underwater and i stared straight at the fucking propeller (laughs) and i proceeded to have a full-on panic attack like i couldn't swim like freaked out like flailing everywhere my mom hauls me out of the water and i'm like "Ah!" (gasps) you know the whole whole deal thank you Um, for dialing in to your uh sexy paperbacks podcast we're talking about existential terror well that's the vibe isn't it i mean i hope is it existential terror romance week i well don't i I mean the devil's in this one so i i was pretty sure the devil was in all literature because it's you know a way of making well the devil is in romance because it is it is definitely not christian yes exactly yeah yeah well hey do you um i got a series of questions i have a series of answers we'll see brendan do you remember what we talked about last time (laughs) such a loaded question my (laughs) mind is like a cheese grater i barely remember things we were talking about five minutes ago kind Uh of uh um yeah totally i do of course Uh uh-huh uh-huh do you want to elaborate i do not noted (laughs) so last time should i go all the way back to the beginning because i feel like there are going to be people who are listening now who have not 
listen to the first two episodes. You don't have to listen to the first two episodes, but uh, to give you no, a quick, you do. To, well, you, I mean, you do. You're gonna fail if you don't, but that's up to you. Listener, um, would you really miss out on more of whatever the fuck I am doing right now? <laughs> yeah, it's true. Well. Okay, so way back in December, I ordered a blind box of used paranormal romance novels off of eBay. You always forget, and then it you make the December. same December. It was God. December. Yes, yes. So all the way back, I ordered. It, I was in a fugue state, yeah. and I didn't know what to do for December's episodes, and we ended up basing it on a novella collection that we received in said blind box, right. and it was a miracle. Yeah. It was a Christmas miracle. I don't know what I'm doing this year. <laughs> I'm not going to think about that. Okay, so. In that blind box, I received a book called Highlander in Her Bed by Allie McKay. Oh, I, you did. 2007, I did. And I scoffed at it because it looked like any sort of regular mid-2000s rom-com. I didn't see anything paranormal about it. And I was like, they fucking mistook this for something else and put it in my box. I am furious. And then I read the back and I was like, I am wrong. I don't want some normie shit. I want the weird shit. And oh, it weird it turned out to be. Um, and it sent me on a spiral, sent the both of us on a spiral, because then we talked about the book in an episode. It involved a time slip, time travel, murder, um, ghosts, uh, the Loch Ness Monster, a Vikings. Lot of Christopher Columbus, if I recall A lot correctly. of Christopher yeah. Columbus. Way, a lot of Christopher Columbus talk. Um, angry mobs. It was multiple angry mobs, actually. Um, frozen peas. Uh, anyway. Very much just so, Scotland. Oh, fairies, fairies. Uh, and then, yes. so while we were while we recorded that, I then purchased the other books off of eBay um, because I needed them. Hunt, and well, clearly, yes. So that was book two, which was the book we started with. And then I ordered the other books, and we then moved to book one. And that one was about the Scottish chieftain who was. Uh, you know, or sorry, the first one was Highlander in her dream. Second one was Highlander in her bed. So yes. Highlander in her bed was about the the Scottish chieftain who was a ghost Magic cursed bed. to haunt his marriage bed. Yeah, and um, and then there was do you remember there was a gem and then his dead ass body. Yeah, and then and and like um, one scene of ultraviolence at the very end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, that was the first one. See, they're blending oh, together. See? <laughs> yeah. How easily yeah. I forget my sexy yeah. ghost Scotsman. So, but they, but the what makes this harder is that all of the ghosts yeah. are friends with each other and know each other, and so like they all kind of feel like, like the same dude, like frat bros, just one yes. big ghost frat. So, if you recall, there was a ghost orgy in that one, um, and there was a scene with an extended scene with another woman who is also a ghost who tries to give him a hand job and sucks on his toes. Right. Um, yes. 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 And during that time, a character appeared who tried to convince his friend not to do the thing he was doing, which was emotionally his toes cheating sucked. on the Yes. Get, he was getting his toes sucked by a woman who was not his lady love. And he was right. like, you are going to regret the hell out of that. And he does. Not as much as you want him to. But a little. Um, Story and of your life, right? Yes. So, his book was next. <gasps> and yes, indeed. indeed. Character continuity? It's called Tall, Dark, and Kilted by Allie McKay, published in 2008. The year of our Lord. And, and House he's of lost Christ. his 2008. shirt. He's, they, none of them have shirts. No. Um. And underwear. It's I know for a fact that none of them are wearing underwear underneath their kilts because let me tell you, it's talked about fucking 
all the time. They uh they did touch on that subject, did they? Pun intended. Well, they touched some. Yeah. Um, I have in this one. I you know what I didn't do in the last one was highlight every bonkers fucking line that I How came did you across. Not? In this one, I did. I don't know if you can see all my dog ears. I mean, yeah. It, but it those looks are like a folder at this point. Yes, <laughs> those are all the the lines where I had to stop and put the book down because I was fucking losing my shit. You're like, That's um, enough reading for today. Yes, exactly. So, in brief summary, this book is about. It's about. It's about Hardwick de Studley. And he has a 700 year long problem. By which I mean. He's. He's been cursed by a bard wizard to have a hard on forever and to satisfy one different woman every night for all of eternity. That's, um, um, that's the and episode, I folks. You, I need you to know that it takes place in an old folks home. No. <laughs> No. Now I need to ask you. I have a second question. We I'm only got so question. scared. We only got to question one. Question two is how much do you like Scooby Doo? <laughs> <clears throat> oh fuck! So one of one of my loves' greatest um, childhood <sighs> passions is in fact Scooby Doo. It's become much discussed in this household. I really don't want Scooby-Doo to be involved with the horny swinger ghost screwing people in the old folks' home. Presumably because it's harder for them to get away, I imagine. But <laughs> So, he's, so Scooby-Doo's not named, but I cannot help but feel that Scooby-Doo's spirit is in this church tonight. Because, listen, the plot of this is essentially a Scooby-Doo plot. Um, so <clears throat> wait is the barn wizard just a guy trying to like buy out the land under the old folks no no home? no not barn bard oh bard bard honestly bard wizard <laughs> either would have worked <laughs> i mean i'm sure he also had been to a number of barns in his day probably um, i mean well maybe yes um so uh yes yeah um i got lost in my heart for a second thinking about how i read this book in like three hours um how long abigail does it take to reveal to... the plot to the reader <laughs> kind of long like okay so we get his plot right away and that is that he's trying to break this curse because he's really tired of screwing a different woman every night he doesn't enjoy it he literally always has an erection he is tired all of those it. poor get, old people. get it that's like it reminds me of that girl who went on oprah that one time in the mid-2000s who had an orgasm like every 15 seconds i thought you were gonna say who had the permanent erection i was gonna be like i missed that episode but i'm sure <laughs> yeah, it's online somewhere that. yeah yeah um so he's not comfortable he doesn't enjoy it he doesn't ha he's very lonely he hasn't actually had any companionship because like how can you when you're cursed to sleep with a different person every night too I, mean, I guess you can but He's too fucking studly, fam. Um, so the book opens with him and the devil. And 
<laughs> or at least some Anne Rice is type that you? of devil. I mean, we do not speak her name in this house. I don't care that she's dead. If you say it three times in um, the mirror, she'll show up. Fucking hope not. Spit on her. Okay, so he's talking to Anne Devil. He is not the devil. He's he's Anne Devil. Anne of Green Devils. Yes. Um, he could could be redhead. I don't know. Sure. Um, and basically he's like, "Bitch, get rid of this curse for me. I've gone to everyone else who I can think of to do this. You're the only person." And he's like, "Why should I do that?" And he's like. Because it'd be fun. I don't know. And so he does do it. But he stipulates that um, Hardwick, whose real name is Hardwin, but everyone calls him Hardwick because of. No, know. there's no reason. Because <laughs> his friends are mean, I think, is, is it. His friends are um, real dicks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, so he's like, OK, fine. But you have to. um. You have to go a year and a day without getting an erection, and um, I'll get your soul afterwards, but you'll get eternal sleep. And if you fail, then you will be—you will not only get your curse back, but you will not get to choose who your partners are. I will choose, and I will put you in the grossest ring of he- like hell, and you will have to fuck everyone there. So that's how we open the book. I feel like the devil's like less invested and is more just bored and is like, what could I do with this? Honestly, this this devil is just like, I don't know. Like he you get the sense that he just kind of shrugging. Like he's like, fucking, you came to my door and you're asking for things, like, fine, take this. I don't yeah, I just, I'll sign your petition. Okay? Fucking leave me alone. Don't send me spam. Like, I'd get rid of the curse for you, but I just I, it feels like it's staring at me the entire time. <laughs> yeah. and... I'm gonna get rid of your curse, but I know that I can't really do it for free, so I'm gonna give you some just bullshit. Like, right. take that. Um, so he does do that, and he gets to decide where he wants to go, and he decides that he, for some reason, knows of this, like, old castle that's been turned into a retirement home. Um, and he's like, perfect. No one there I will find sexy. I'm just going to chill there for a year and a day, and then I will get my eternal sleep. Thank God that's why great. there's the old per- the person. <laughs> I know, sensed a real bit of danger there, huh? Also, just just side note, like... Yeah. Does, like, Morningwood... Morningwood would presumably count. Well, he doesn't sleep, so he doesn't get Morningwood. Oh, okay. Well, I mean... Okay. Okay, we are yeah, dealing I mean, with 700-year-old biology, I suppose. Why not? Yeah, um, I want to remind you and our listeners and to the people who have not listened to any of these episodes before, Allie McKay's universe makes no sense. It's the fucking unhinged shit I love. It makes no sense. He can be physical whenever he wants. He can summon matter out of nowhere. At one point, he summons a piece of cheese for a mouse, and then the cheese runs off and eats it. So I guess the cheese was real was and not Disney ghost cheese. Princess? Great. Yeah, so you know... No, nothing matters. Nothing matters. And that's the vibe. Hey, fam, that's the vibe right now. That's how I'm feeling. I feel like this would make a sick HBO short series. I fucking would. I would give anything for this to be made into a film. I would give anything (laughs) in my heart and in my soul Uh, and in my body. I feel like I should know better than to speak evil into the world, but... Um, okay. So, would you like to meet our heroine? Oh, God, there's more people. That's right. Well, yes, there's more people. So, uh, unfortunately, the devil is not actually the love interest in this. 
But or go on. Or he kind of he actually spoilers. He appears at the end as like a kind of really hot like assassin looking dude, and I kind of was hoping that that meant he got his own book, but I don't you, think so. You know, when um, you see a guy and you're like, he's he's hot and an assassin. And you can like. Have you never had that thought? Usually, actually, people who I feel like actually dress like assassins, I think immediately, mm, you're a weeb. Is um, it the thigh belts? It's usually the trench coat and ponytail. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah that'll do it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, an unconditioned ponytail. They never know how to condition their hair. Like, what is this? Cyberpunk anyway. from 84? Come on. Please update. use a little bit of oil in there or something. Moisturize anyway. for fuck's sake. I know you grew up like. In, like, a heteronormative culture that taught boys that they don't need to actually do things with their hair. But, like, if you're going to have hair that long, you actually need to take care of it. Right. Okay. Anyway. Listen. Our heroine, her name is, unfortunately, Scylla. That's more tame than I was expecting. Okay. It's more tame. It's just kind of, I, I, this is the second time I've run into a, a heroine with that name. And I just can't, Scylla? C I L L A. C I L L A. Interesting. It's not. I don't think it's short for anything. In another book I read, where the heroine had that name, I did a podcast on it. Um, it was called Dangerous Talents by Frankie Robertson. Huh. Um, and it was short for like Celia, I think. So they just called her Scylla. That made more sense to me. I don't really. I don't know. I think it just sounds like a different name. So I don't. I don't know what it is. But anyway. Okay. Her name is Scylla Swanner, and that is unfortunate. Um, it's just not, it just doesn't roll off the tongue, Swanner. shall we say. Scylla Swanner. Doesn't feel good. It does She's not feel from good in the mouth. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Ah, Which? Wait. Look, I'm wearing my gritty sweatshirt. Gritty. gritty. It's a hand, I, uh. I designed it myself and it was hand screen printed. It says Gritty Save Democracy 2020, which also felt fitting because Gritty, you're laying down on the fucking job, bro. <laughs> anyway. You know what? When when we do the HBO version of this, all the characters mm. will be Gritty. All the characters will because be Gritty. I think Gritty would be up for the job. Yeah. Um, okay, so I wanted to, okay, so, uh, all right, I gotta set the scene where Scylla's at. So Scylla has just been dumped by her super rich boyfriend uh grant a hughes the third and she's lost her jewelry making business and she is off to spend the summer in her aunt's um old folks home slash scottish castle um to well we don't know that's not really explained what she plans to do just that she's spending the summer it doesn't there. matter okay it's, it, doesn't it's matter. a late 90s early thousands hallmark movie and it doesn't matter <laughs> doesn't matter um and neither does like things like having proper paperwork for, you know, citizenship or no, no, yeah. no, it doesn't matter. Um, or like when you suddenly uncorpse yourself and you just need to marry somebody, uh, paperwork wise tricky. Um, okay. Honestly, if the book took so, that much more time to try and explain visas, we'd never would get to the end. Yeah. You know what? You know what? That's fair. Um, I, so, so she's there and, of course, she immediately runs into our boy. Um, and that's, and I want to say off the top, there has been, there is more boob talk in this book than I have ever encountered in my fucking life. I mean, like, like so much tit, like tit everywhere, wall to wall tit. I couldn't, the amount of times I had to read about her nipples, like, and the shape of her boobs, I, 
<sighs> they had to balance out the fact that the uh, male protagonist has a boner yeah. joke name. I, I guess. guess. But like, honestly, also, they're always talking about how her nipples are poking through her bra or whatever. And I'm like, what kind of bra are you wearing? She is a full breasted woman. I know this for a fact. She I fucking also heard nothing but it. firm. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Firm enough to go through a padded bra, or maybe she's just using a fucking, I don't know, piece of tape down there. Who, who's to say? Like, if you're going to be given these details, it should at least be plot relevant. Like, she's got to, yeah. like, I don't know, pick a lock or something at some point with just her erect nipples. Lots of erect nipples. Um, There's a bunch of car alarms going off outside my house right now. But, That's fun. Oh, not in the book, though. No. Because there are alarms See, the problem, going off for sure, but. I've already encountered a, um, a bit of a problem because I did mark all of these pages, but I did not mark the line that I thought was funny. <laughs> oh, <Jesus Christ. laughs> so <laughs> I marked a page on, on page two, which is a bad sign, <laughs> but I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Um. Oh, yes. Okay, there it is. I think I found it. Uh... <laughs> or I don't know. This whole page is fucking bonkers. Thank God for had you not Had you not turned the w- wandering bard from your door, he would not have cast his wizard spell on you. I think that's what I was <laughs> reacting to, the idea of this being like a Beauty and the Beast style witch scenario. Right. <laughs> but it's a bard wizard. Okay. I mean... Yes. That, that does kind of read. I'm on board. The permanent yeah. direction threw me only to immediately get And rid of one the magnificent breast, full and well-rounded and pink-tipped, they'd bounced as she crossed the room to peer at him. Seldom had he seen such creamy, succulent teats. And they'd stood so close to the poster frame that he, he could almost feel their silky smooth weight in his hands, almost taste her chill-tightened nipples beneath his greedy, swirling tongue. Saints, how he'd love to suckle them. This dude has had anyway. an erection for 700 years and sex every night and still like, he's like, you just got to go dry for like a year and a day, dude. And he's like, I cannot Here's do it. I'm thinking about creamy nipples. Here's what immediately fucking threw me off with this is, okay, we jump from him making the deal to her arriving at the, um, at the old folks home slash castle. And my thought immediately was, okay, it's going to be like, like. 12 like 11 months and two weeks or something and he's this close to to getting his salvation right Uh and then oh no a hot-breasted woman shows up ding um we don't know how long he's been there there's no mention of his timeline like there's no mention after that point feels like only that like there is a timeline and that he fucked up and he's like oh no now i love you i don't want to rest for forever like that's it that's it i can't go a year and a day well, well, <laughs> we'll get there. Um, <laughs> no. Does it give you the chills every time I say that? Because it kind of gives me the like. I keep being yeah, like, I've got to be entertaining. I'll make a joke or something. And I'm like, why are you doing this? Don't say anything. Yeah, that's that's going to be that's going to be a problem. Um, cause this book is, I mean, it's rife with gems. I mean, y- y- we got rid of the, the forever penis on page two. We got rid of the forever penis on page two. It's true. Uh, but now he's got the f- forever downer. Like he's like the forever softy. 
So, like, but the problem, of course, is that her succulent teats are just there hanging out. First thing, he's hanging out in a picture frame. You know, a classic story. You're hanging out in a picture frame trying not to get a boner. She walks in, takes off her shirt, and presses her tits against the glass. Wait, what? Why does she press her tits against the glass? (laughs) Well, she does. She's like, she like is going to change her clothes. And then she like. And she leans against the window. Doesn't have a shirt on. And then then she's like, has her bra off and she's in the middle of changing. But then she like walks across the room to look at a picture. And then he's in the picture. And she's like, what the fuck is that? And she happens to be shirtless. It's not her fault. Inside a picture. He's in the picture. I need you to get on board with this and come in this space with me and like lose your your sense of disbelief and ride the train, buddy. Come on. I'm not, of course he was in the picture. I'm, Who's beetle juicing it? I'm riding nothing involved with this book. But okay, so wait. Just, okay. He, he goes to an old folks home and gets into a portrait. Or does he just yes. occasionally hang out in the portrait for shits and giggles? Um I guess he just occasionally hangs out. We never get. We never get. It just happens. <laughs> yes, I mean, here's you know what? Honestly, um, I, I I we're on the perfect subject because I flipped to the page and I found what I was looking for. Um, this is him trying to explain to her. We're on page forty-two. She has accepted that he's a ghost, pretty much. Um, he basically immediately makes himself her problem for no reason, and she's like, "Fucking hell, you're a ghost, huh?" And he's like, Man. "Yeah." And he, yeah and basically that's it um at the same time we're being introduced to this like whole cast of old people and we find out that uh her aunt and uncle are having some trouble because they are clearly out of money there's only three people staying in this big castle right now and she's like what's going on and it turns out that all almost all of the residents except for three people have been scared away by a raving horde of spooky ghosts and that's where we get to Scooby Doo. Um, <laughs> There's so many, but the but the the raving horde of spooky ghosts does not involve resident mm-hmm. spooky ghost mm-hmm. who's just trying mm-hmm. to. He's just trying to chill and not get keep hard, it on the down like, low, as it were. Yeah, literally. So in that milieu, she discovers that he is actually a ghost, and she's like, "Well, fuck the fuck." Um, and she's obviously immediately horny for him. She started the, oh, this was question three. Hey, Brendan. Yeah. Brendan, did you ever start a mad for plaid club in high school? No. Is that a thing? She she did. I poured a glass of water. In preparation for this episode. You should have poured something stronger. It should have been gin. It's just an eight ounce glass of gin to get me through this. I considered the spicy Mountain Dew. Do you still have it? Of course I have it. I haven't drunk it. Why? But it. (laughs) What if it changes? (laughs) I'm hoping it'll ferment. (laughs) It's Um, had access to oxygen. You don't know what's going to happen now. I did drink the. Oh my god, I got it. it. Last time I recorded an episode, which the episode will come out next week. Um, yes, from when you're listening to this, I did. I did finish the the nasty. Oh, um, the raspberry Mountain Dew Spark Dew with a blast of raspberry lemonade flavor with other natural flavors. Mountain Dew is not a sponsor <laughs> for this episode. But they could be. Hit me up. Sup, Mountain Dew. Yeah, PepsiCo. 
Um, so that one tasted like medicine. Um, this so Brendan and Kat were so lovely as to get me a beautiful birthday present, and it was some specially flavored Mountain Dews. <laughs> and it was bad for all of us, wasn't it? Why don't we ever do anything normal? <laughs> I mean, we we to? watched an, an an amazing film from a book. <laughs> Incredible film. Should have won an Oscar, frankly. There was so few shirts in it for one <laughs> character in particular. He, his tiny little micro mini skirts really were my It was favorite. kind of a kilt. It was kind of a kilt. Kind of a kilt. A little bit. More of a sash. Um, no, but he, you gave me this. Um, it is literally labeled as spicy lime Mountain Dew, which if you're wondering if how that tastes, um, it tastes like like watered down tropical punch with a capsaicin finish and it gives you immediate heartburn like um, you don't feel it going down but you feel it no. once it's there you feel it when it lands yeah. it's like I'm here you can't get rid of me <laughs> and I thought of the repercussions of drinking nearly that entire bottle because we only drink shots of it um, on on air on live on on record oh, yeah. and I and I was like that would be I don't think I don't think my listeners would forgive me for that because the the body sounds I would make <laughs> tremendous. First it was the goddamn egg thing and now it's the <laughs> exactly. spicy mountain dew. I do I did bring snacks because again fuck it. I do have chocolate covered pineapple. Those look very San Francisco. Yeah. Sent well there's they were sent to me from um Hawaii by uh, my friend Isis who's very very kind sent me a big bag. I'm working my way through them. They're fucking huge. Hold on. Break time. Hold on. We'll get back to the book. Don't worry about it. Oh, I was I, I wasn't I was not worried. Yes, go into Look your how bag, big this is. That's like bigger than your eyeball. <laughs> it's fucking huge. That is sizable, <laughs> son of a. And the serving size is 13. What are they round? It's kind of kind of wedge shaped. Oh, is it more of a wedge? Okay. On my camera I'm like it looks like a giant chocolate raisin. Well, that's kind of also what it tastes like. Like, I eat them in, like, three bites because I got a small mouth. And also because it's massive. Nice crunch. There you go. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so let's let's read more of these quotes, but only with a mouthful of chocolate pineapple. (laughs) The problem is they take a while to chew because it's dried pineapple. So So does our protagonist. Is she dried pineapple or does she take a while to chew? A little, no, it took a while to chew, I ima- I hope. <laughs> okay. So the reason I brought this up, not the pineapple. I don't know how we got there. But the reason I brought this up is because I feel like Allie McKay had a moment of crisis where she realized nothing in her fucking universe made sense. So she put a him explaining things to her. And he said... Men. Um, okay, so she goes, if you really are a ghost, why can't, why can I see you? Can everyone? Everyone who is meant to, I. I'm not doing Scottish accent, I'm bad at that. Um, that doesn't tell me much. He laughed. Sweet lass, just because I'm a ghost doesn't mean I have all the answers. Truth is, some souls just see us. Most can't. He angled his head, looking thoughtful. If you don't know, or if you didn't know, a ghost could run naked through a crowd of people, and chances are, only one, if any, would notice. And there are times we can will it that everyone does see us, though even then there there will be some who do not. I cannot tell you why that is so. It just is. So really, 
if you're a ghost, like a great, just fun thing to do on like a Friday morning, maybe, is to just strip naked, half will it, and then like bolt through a crowd and give like half of the people there like some serious anxiety about what the hell happened. Because everybody else will be like, nah, totally didn't, you didn't see a naked Scotsman screaming through a crowd. And they'd be like, no, but Pretty I much. totally did. And then it's like... That just sounds like Scotland to me. Yeah, it's just We're going to work. ghost gaslighting. It's I do have a game. Scottish co-worker that runs around naked a lot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was, in the, I was in that back room recently. <laughs> Didn't need to know that. I think he did. I wonder, how, I wonder he receives okay. things so quickly. Hmm. All right. So. Oh, no. I lost my place. Oh, no. Okay. God forbid. I <laughs> know, right? We're only 36. We might get confused. Okay. So, basically, they have this inexorable pull to each other, right? Sure. He wants to fuck her so bad. He obviously can't do that. Um, but he doesn't get an erection. To... Well, that's the thing. He like he well, it's not that he can't; it's that he he shouldn't. No, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that'll and he hasn't yes. so far. He's felt stirrings in his loins, oh, and it scares him. Grand all the stirrings in his loins. Um, I want you to know that at one point, towards the like seventy-five percent mark, in order. He he realizes that the way that he can be intimate with her in some way is to fashion himself a woolen chastity belt. Um, oh, <laughs> oh, I see. This yeah. is good. She can, they have cages for that. Like this is a. He's handy. He just goes and finds some musty ass several hundred year old tartan and rips it up and makes it into a diaper and ties it so tight that his willy can't move. Okay. I mean, yeah. she is something for plaid. She's mad for plaid, mad baby. For She'd plaid. be all over yeah. that. Mm. All over his tartan diaper. Exactly. It's just enough. It's enough of a bulge for her. Yeah. Okay. So the main point of this plot, after this point, because they don't really have much internal conflict other than like, he obviously is like, I can't fucking be with you. And he resists as much as he can. Because right. also he doesn't like want to be forced into sexual servitude in hell um and she's like you're a ghost so that's kind of it for them um well the 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 plot is pushed forward by the fact that there are these sightings of terrifying um vikings in the distance and in yodelers and what all oh they're normans are they oh did i not mention that the hordes are vikings i just heard hordes i didn't know there were ghost vikings involved (laughs) No, they're Vikings, the whole, dressed in the nines and everything, which is not unusual. There were Vikings in Scotland. The Highlanders themselves are descended from Vikings. This is not what is causing alarm. What is causing alarm is the fact that allegedly they are dead. Um, and so most of the residents have left and the 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 home is, is hemorrhaging money. Um, and they need to figure out what's going on. Because so fucking Vikings. I know, because of the fucking Vikings. I know, right? Also, mysteriously, people are seeing the devil. Okay, so... Who's just hanging out, hanging out like, how's <laughs> this coming along? Kind of, yeah. It's, uh, there are, there are multiple sightings of a red-faced devil, like an actual devil devil. Um, and in fact, her heroine sees one and is like, bitch, what the fuck? Um, and she's, she thinks that it's, it's our Highlander. She thinks that it's, uh, Hardwick, because, um, of course, he's 
just kind of being a dick to her. So because his name dead. sounds fake as fuck. And what's hilarious is she does have this like internal moment when he tells her his whole name that she's like, "Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> really? Like, yeah, like, uh, are you fucking kidding? Can't tell if your parents hated you or." Um. So basically, um, he he bas- he kind of begins to start investigating what's going on because he likes the people who own the place. He likes her aunt and uncle, and he obviously likes her. And he he he's very chivalrous. Sure, he is. So the reason he was cursed, by the way, is because the bard was jealous of how his reputation for womanizing, and so he was like, "Well, ha ha, I'm gonna curse you with." womanizing um so he was known as a like a woman chaser he was known as a flanderer um, but he was a good and chivalrous highlander despite so that. he was getting um, his comeuppance in a way um and so yeah but he's very chivalrous and so he can't stand the idea of her being put in danger so he's gonna figure out what the fuck is going on um and through a series of what o's and upsies, um, <laughs> they kind of, they kind of do. I don't. Hi, it's kind of incomprehensible at a certain point. Um, at a point, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, because uh, they're basically all right. Spoilers, folks. Oh no. They, it turns out the the Vikings aren't actually Viking ghosts. I know that this is hard to hear. But Scooby Doo style, Scooby Doo element. Yeah. Take the mask off, take the horned helmet off, and it turns out it's just a bunch of fucking larpers. And <laughs> okay, but are they evil larpers, or is this just a? Well, they're looking for treasure. Now I hear what you're saying. If you listen to the last one, you're gonna go like, "Oh, magical treasure! It's the gem again." No, it's not. No, there's no magical gem. It's just actual treasure that they're looking for. They're looking for Viking, a Viking horde. Um, okay. We don't fucking find that out until like the last 20 pages of the book. So when all is revealed. Yeah, basically until this point, like we're dealing with like this one woman has a bird. There's several old people. At one point, Scylla to get away from her feelings, climbs this ruin, this like Viking stronghold ruin. And, um, a, a, the old lady's bird has somehow managed to get a hold of, the scary devil mask that is being used to torment them and the bird flies around the ruin with the with the mask on why <laughs> it's a good question i don't know i don't know also for scale because i thought that this bird was bird sized but it must not be because later when Scylla takes the mask and her aunt comes to pick her up from the ruin after she's had an interlude with our our man and what all yada yada so this bird okay so this bird so the aunt comes to pick her up and she has retrieved the mask which the sighting of this devil had just that morning scared the cook so badly she fainted um and so she sees this mask she the the bird terrorizes her at the um at the ruin drops the mask she's like oh it's a mask okay great so i'm thinking regular sized bird i guess regular sized mask it's got to be quite a big bird to like a the, the bird was like wearing the mask like i don't know how that works is it like a raven fine. or something or is it like that's a good question i didn't look it up <laughs> she talked about the type of bird it is i didn't care um but 
this proves irrelevant because unless it was a fucking condor, I don't see how the bird could have done this. Because when her aunt picks her up from the ruin, they have to almost bend the mask to get it to fit in the back seat of her car. Paper mache? How the fuck could a bird of any normal, reasonable size, and I see some big birds, folks, I seen some, but like, impossible, impossible. There's something hinky going on with this bird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gonna have to look for clues. So, um, so I don't know how that happens, but it is at that point, once, once the, like, the the mask is revealed they're like okay we know something is going on and that is when hardwick reveals himself to the rest of the family in the house he i mean he doesn't say he's a ghost but they figured out pretty he does he does what Um, now he haha he revealed Mm -hmm. um wearing a khaki shirt very strange um i know he's wearing a khaki shirt with his kilt and like work boots instead of his normal like medieval attire but i don't know all right, fine. I don't see how, honestly, that's any less weird than his medieval stuff. He's still wearing a kilt. It's anyway. not weird. It's just not. It's just a choice. Yeah. A khaki shirt. Okay. Um, the work boots I can get behind. Khaki Watch shirt. Watch out, <sighs> Stephanie Meyer. Or like fucking Steve Irwin. Like, if you're going to do it, got to put the khaki shorts with him. Like, come on. Yeah, seriously. Commit to the bed. Make it a look. Make it a look. Be Steve Irwin. That's who I want in my life. Um, so basically that is, that's the point in their like relationship too, where they're like, oh, I think this is it. But I want to say I had a, I had a bit of a, I had a bit of a peeve here because while they're at the ruin, in all of these books, we experience a moment where the woman feels as though she has been rejected and humiliated. Okay. Um, and this is not unusual. You know, it happens in real life. You know, you misread a signal. Okay. Whatever. Except... In all of Allie McKay's books, the woman misreads a signal, feels awful, is like kind of crying about it, like feels like he rejected her. At this in, in this particular book, she thinks that he's going to kiss her and then he doesn't and he acts kind of like a dick about it. And then she's like legitimately like, oh, well, he doesn't think I'm attractive. He doesn't like me. Like, it's actually a very sad moment. And seems pretty, like, I could believe that. That's, that's okay. Yeah. I would not. Also, she's just come off of a breakup where he left her for another thinner woman. Like, it's a whole thing. Um, Um, And also that woman ended up trying to ruin her life by stealing her entire jewelry business. There was a whole thing. Um, So, okay. My problem is that in all of Allie McKay's books, there was that moment. And that moment is literally immediately followed by, okay, she feels awful. She's decided she like, he doesn't want anything to do with her. Okay, fine. She's not going to pursue him. And also he's a ghost, but that's beside the point. Um, it's the least within, of the hurdles. Like, within like two paragraphs, she goes like, okay, but now I'm not giving up on him. And it's like, what? What? No, you can though. What? You, you, you can do that. But you can that. though. Also, you literally just decided to give up on him. What are you talking about? Like, it'll be yeah. like, she's really to risk it all for love. And then it's like, but. Why? But, wait, but why? He just was a dick to you. Right. Like, I don't understand. This is a miss. It's an easy like, miss. Like, you can you can walk away. And he doesn't, like, she never has. I think that's what I'm missing is she never has her dudes apologize. Like, they'll do this shit and then it'll just be like, well, but for love. And it's like, no, no. My fantasy involves groveling, ma'am. <laughs> Appropriate response. Please. 
Yeah. Um, so anyway, so that happens. But after that, like the the whole like introducing her him to her like aunt and stuff and he's gonna help find these people and he like goes back with them to the to the the house and that he's gonna start patrolling the peat fields to like try to catch the ne'er-do-wells and stuff um that is immediately following that scene and she's just like yes and now we're gonna try and make it work and it's like i don't get to like can we live in the rejection a little bit longer because like i feel like he kind of should have apologized for... we're just we're just having i mean it's, it's gonna happen we're gonna skip it i it's guess gonna... it's just a weird mental hoop to jump through and then like just throw it away i don't know it's weird yeah, not enough payoff um, no again i like the grovel yes he has Throw to like love. earn it he has to like do something to like get this train back on track exactly exactly and i'll you know to be fair to him i think i'm more reacting to her overall pattern of doing this in each of her books in this particular one i don't think it was it would have been necessary for him to apologize because he didn't say he was gonna kiss her he just kind of like made it the quote was he groaned in the way that all men groan just before they kiss a woman and that was her like for sure he's gonna kiss her thing and then when he didn't and he kind of acted aloof about it she got really really hurt so so there is that okay yeah it's a tough it's a tough nut bear that one um (laughs) jokes write themselves for this episode (laughs) um also there's a lot of that good good uh gendered language um Yes, uh, like this particular line, his gaze intent on her, his rock solid, exquisitely male body glowed in the firelight and the black silk of his hair glistened like a raven's wing. The sheer masculine beauty of him almost overwhelming her. Wow. What a hell of a man, right? (laughs) He's a a man, man. I I need to emphasize he's a fucking hunk. Okay. Um, Also, I want to say plenty of talk about naked what's underneath the kilts. Um, There's a song about that. Yeah. She knew enough about Scotland to know that as a true Highlander, he was equally naked beneath his kilt. The thought electrified her. Uh, This was troubling. Technically, Um, he is wearing a diaper, so like... Well, not yet. That he puts on special for sexy time. Oh, that's okay. But it comes up again later. So also she teaches a jewelry class at this... um, at this place because of course how does um, the jewelry enter into the plot because i feel like she makes jewelry out of broken pottery no no i oh broken what? pottery i was gonna say is there like a sort of like it's gonna be a you thing know what? is it, he gonna decorate it, later i kept hoping that there would be or that like she was gonna find again some sort of gem all of the last one right um that didn't happen it's just kind of incidental i don't know how she was making all of her like money she had a successful jewelry business making jewelry exclusively out of broken like dishes and stuff i'm gonna be real real i don't think you can make a living off of that fam i there's probably an etsy for that but i I mean well it was 2008 i don't yeah i mean that reads more like 2000 and late anyway um sick burn i know also from 2008 actually i and also i stole from the black eyed piece um (laughs) (laughs) but so like uh, there's this like whole absolute fever dream of a moment where 
I mean, this is what this entire fucking series is. I love it. Um, you can read all of these on Kindle Unlimited, fam. Like, you can get these now. If you have it, you can read them technically, I guess, sort of for free. So, like, you should do that. But, so, she's teaching this jewelry class to not only the old people who are living there, the three old people. Who can't get away. Who have, like, yes. their own shit. There's so many fucking pages of, like, banter between the old people. I was just fucking, like, that is good. A lot um, old people are, but, yeah. <laughs> Just it was a lot of back and forth, um, and talk about her bird. I was just dialogue. Um, I know. I like you learn all of her backstories and stuff, and I'm like, this is great. But they don't even get enough page time to like make that worth right. it anyway. Um, but at some point, a character from the first two books comes in. His name is We We Huey, and he is like a like a talk a presenter of Scottish history. We and he, <laughs> yeah, We Huey McSporin. like like this small Huey. <laughs> <laughs> Lil yeah. Huey, as it were. Yeah. And, he, and everyone kind of hates him, but he shows up in every single book. And in this one, he shows up with a tour group Legacy and they go to take character. the jewelry class. Yes. Okay, you know so what? Now. Fuck it. This guy's got the best name. <laughs> I take back anything oh, I said that was negative. It's everyone like all of the ghosts hate him because he writes these like really bloated like self-important histories of of scotland um and he claims to be a highlander and he's just like this pudgy little dude and they're all like we're real men i don't know it's not like great but it's you know it's funny um okay so he shows up with this tour group of like eight australian women who desperately want to fuck him now they all are wearing badges that say kilt inspector <laughs> and also during this class one of the women is eyeing the ghost man, Hardwick, Ooh. because I guess he's just decided to be fully corporeal now all the time. Or she's one of those few. And she desperately wants to get down and dirty with him because of her badge. Yeah, because she's and a inspector. <laughs> her badge and gun. It's, it's a professional um, and need. I need you to know that there is an extended amount of time spent on the fact that her skirt is so short that... Scylla can see up it and sees that she is waxed down there. And it is, I want to say, several pages of her having this, like, crisis about it. (laughs) She can see up it. She, like, she can see up it. There's no indication that Hardwick can. And he How is not even looking at this she? lady. She's getting jealous. Of, I guess she's sitting on a stool. I, don't know. I was gonna say if you um, can see, uh, if it's so short that you can see up it, it's it's no longer like covering. You can just see what's well, under. She's like, right? I guess she's just like sitting on a stool, and Scylla's at the front of the class, and she like moved her legs, and she could see. Between oh, her I was legs. gonna say, I'm okay. like, maybe I'm, maybe I'm being an asshole. Maybe here. Scylla's crawling around on the floor. Yeah, and there could be <laughs> looking anything. up everyone's skirts, checking to make sure everyone's. I'm overthinking this. Um, yeah, you can't overthink it. Um, that is imperative when you read <laughs> these books. Don't overthink. For it. your own safety, um, do not overthink. She has this whole, like, body and sexuality crisis out of nowhere and, like, gets really, really jealous and thinks that out of nowhere that he wants to be with this girl, even though that, like, he has never even made eye contact with this woman before. And then after all of the students leave, so, okay, obviously he enters a sort of fugue state and he's just thinking really hard and then he's wearing his diaper and, um, <laughs> he, wow, uh, skipping over he, a lot when of he, detail. like, 
tunes when he tunes back in and the class is gone and she's there and she's like what's up with you and he's like oh you know i was just thinking she's like for like an hour okay um and then she's been gone at this point for like a week this first time she's seen him and so she gets like kind of testy and it's just like well what were you doing and she like implies that he was maybe sleeping with this girl which is she knows about the curse at this point she knows about the uncurse at this point so there is no right he, uh, he's he's either the devil's favorite little toy right now or he's not like <laughs> yeah so either way he wouldn't yeah um and then they like she's like why you know i just she says some line that alludes to basically she thinks that he would want her to be like that and it takes him like a grip to realize he's talking about shaving her downstairs and he's like like it is so fucking bug nuts out of nowhere i was like why are we having this convert why would this why would two people i am so he didn't even know the late chat she what? <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> so she hyper fixated on she hyper fixated on another woman's vagina and i like fair you know <laughs> i guess <laughs> anyway he then conjures a chase and he goes down on her while he's wearing his diaper and then he almost like gets sucked down the void and whatever and it's fine um, almost you gotta tie that diaper tighter i don't mean to shame anybody who's into <laughs> diapers you do you i mean like wool is probably not the best choice all yeah, i'm concerned this about. just doesn't feel like it was thought out and it's not the first time so he could have like improved on the concept and just chose not to he came prepared to this class wearing his sex diaper. And I, I do want you to know that when he was first coming to like the idea of doing this, that he, um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I just remembered something from the end of the book. <laughs> Wouldn't want to risk a boner during the, uh, the broken well, plate he, jewelry like, class. So he like, I guess he went to the class intending to seduce her. It was weird. The whole, obviously the whole fucking scene was weird. Um, but before then, when he's like testing out his chastity rap um his jesus style chastity rap he <laughs> his friend pops in to hang out with him and it's like bitch are you wearing a diaper what the fuck sup dude i wanted to you know what he walks never mind <laughs> he walks in on him like wrapping his his I like it took me I thought he was making himself a new kilt I didn't realize that he was making himself a diaper until he's like and then he wrapped it between his legs and then his friend is like I know that women and men these days like put underwear <laughs> on but I never th fucking thought I'd see this and he's like well <laughs> I don't yeah. think that's how they do it bro do you need me to help <laughs> you're doing it wrong you mean tie a bow no, we can get what's good. There's gotta be there's gotta be patterns for this. There's gotta be patterns. Yeah. Um, so we are nearing the end. <laughs> I don't see how. But they must so well, they've gotta catch the Vikings still. So this is discovered. Basically they kind of figure out what might be happening through a series of again whoopsies and uh ohs. And so his friend brings news that he was partying with a bunch of ladies in another more Norsey town in scotland and they were all in a fur because um somebody had recently stolen all of this like list this like troops um costumes 
like a couple of weeks before. Oh. Uh, indeed, all of their Viking costumes, and they do like this festival thing, and they've been stolen. Oh, no. And he comes and is like, hey, I heard you had some trouble with Vikings here, and you know they're not ghosts. Uh, I've got this weird bit of news. What do you think about that? And he's like, I think you need to bring all of our ghost friends. And again, like in the last one, we get a ghost crew that just shows up and takes their kilts off and run around naked in yeah. the woods. So, ghost posse. <laughs> do it. Yeah. A naked ghost posse of sword-wielding Highlanders, which is my favorite band. <laughs> <laughs> you know, naked ghost posse. They have some great yeah. albums in the uh, late aughts. It's naked ghost posse. Uh, <laughs> naked ghost posse. <laughs> parentheses of sword wielding Islanders. You're, and I did not mean to cut their names short. I know they got that Fallout Boy style, you know, mm-hmm, short mm-hmm. story for a name. It's important. It's, it's important to me. Um, and so they go to well, but first. They gather the men, but they don't actually know what these. Well, they don't know what they're doing out there because they're clearly not like. There's a whole subplot with the the uncle trying to sell this like really valuable peat, um, not a man, the dirt. Um, either and or, either or. Maybe they're trying to sell a peat. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> it's peat. I don't know why we do want one. Don't um, worry, Pete. Someone so, will adopt you. <laughs> um. So basically, they've been trying to do that, and they're like. They thought maybe people were trying to steal the peat or something, but they're like, that's business has barely even gotten off the ground. Why would they do that? Also, like, why would anybody do that? Like, why would trying, anybody do that? They're coming for our peat. <laughs> well, the Scottish are very proud <laughs> um, of their land and their history and their peat. Uh, so, at the same time, Celia has been seeing more ghosts, obviously, because this is how it always Cause... goes. And she sees some, some actual Viking ghosts. Oh, the vi- Oh no! So there's the there's the fake Viking ghost. There's the real Viking ghost, and then there's the Highlander ghost, and the devil, obviously. And there's the clear. A, also intermittently he's getting flashes of hell, kind of like hags and stuff peeking through the walls and dragons and stuff. So there's also that. But we're not gonna talk. This about is it. a big well, Shakespeare about- vibe of like nine <laughs> stories are going on, and then it all comes together. <laughs> It's it's simultaneously about everything and absolutely fucking nothing. <laughs> like nothing. I don't even like it's nothing, but it's everything at once. Um, and so she realizes once he, we Huey McSporan comes and he starts telling his story. Um, he also mentions that someone recently found a Viking horde in another town. Um, oh. And she finally realizes what she thinks that the Vikings, Viking ghosts who have been very silent are trying to tell her. And it is that there is a Viking horde buried somewhere in the peat bog. Um, and she's like, oh, my God. They are after the peat. They are after the peat, sort of, but mostly what's underneath it. And so she goes to tell her guy, she goes to Hardwick, but Hardwick is like, bitch, I already f- figured it out. I heard the same thing you did. Like, don't you, you're not that smart. And I then the like, he, he just leaves, he just fucks off. And so she's like, wow. Well, I know what I have to do now because I love him and I cannot live without him. I'm going to figure out how to break this curse. And so she deigns to go. She travels all the way to his ancestral home, which is now but a ruin. And she decides while he is handling the LARPers and they've 
turns out they have in fact dug up all the tre- treasure coincidentally amazingly so all the treasure all the work has been done for them they got all the treasure and so they have um, like no reason to exist anymore no pretty much so the larpers are like oh no don't kill us you crazy bunch of naked men and they don't and then that's the end of that story um and they discover the you know greatest viking horde in all of uh the uk Which the larpers um, don't get no they do okay not. <laughs> which is fair uh, because they weren't LARPers. They were amateur thieves slash historians who like read in one of the sagas that there may be a Viking horde buried on this property. And then they corroborated some stuff. And then they just decided to dig up the whole peat bog. Yeah. I don't know. We're not going to yeah. think about that too as hard. The, as, as the various old scrolls tell of the, the, the horde underneath lot 17 and that one town. <laughs> yeah. In under, underneath the, the, you know, 17th tile to the left of the McDonald's counter. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, so she goes off to his, um, ruin his fucking shabby ass house. And she decides that she is going to, I skipped, I skipped a part here intermittently as a side note. No wonder we were <laughs> I'm so sorry. confused. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. So he at one point goes back to the devil and is like, take your curse from me. I will give you my soul as long as I can have one night with my beautiful Scylla. Or he can wait a year and a day. And he's like, yeah, well, exactly. He's like, no. <laughs> uh, like, you agree? No. And then he's like. We've already got a well, thing. Yeah. He's like, well, I asked you for two favors. He's like, bitch, I just said no to one and you're asking for two. What the fuck? They're like, it's the coolest devil ever. He's like in his bathrobe, essentially. Like, it's just like, I don't, what are you even, I just woke up. Like, I mostly agreed so that you'd go away and like. But you're back and I don't enjoy that. Um, and uh, it's worth noting that Scylla has, in fact, actually seen him, his face as a real devil. Um, so. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Yes. So there was like a fake devil and a real devil. Again, everything and nothing. Um, and so he goes back and he's like, I want you to do this. And he's like, okay, sure, 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 sure. I'll do that. I'll do that. No, you'll give me your soul. That's great. That's great. But I want one more thing. And he's like, okay, what do you want? And he's like, I want your, your lady's soul. And he's like, well, fuck you. And he gets like yanked away. And um, Again, to so, make him go away. Like, uh, something unreasonable. <laughs> no. Okay, leave. <laughs> like, So, Brindion. Wait. Our final scene here. Well, not final, but the, our climactic scene is... <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> she goes to the ruin of his home, and at this point, he has is, he is dealt with the LARPers, but he's feeling kind of funny. He's not feeling very good. He's feeling really tired and fucked up. That's because he's been cutting um, off circulation. he's walking he's a lot. Penis. Exactly. He's wearing that diaper all the time. He forgot to take it off. I'm so itchy. Probably got, I don't know, lice in there or something. Ghost uh, lice. <laughs> Glice. Um, so <laughs> uh so basically he he sets out to hunt her down. He finds out that she's gone to the ruin of his home, and she has decided to go there to summon the spirit of the bard wizard who cursed him in the first place, thinking that if she can get him to remove the original curse, it'll somehow unravel the sweater of his new curse. I don't I, at this point, I was kind of glazed. I was trying to. I was really. I was. It was. I was crossing the finish line, baby, and it was. I was on right. my knees. You start speed reading <laughs> as you get to the last like yeah. thirty pages. Like, can we just? There's got to be. I, we talked about LARPers for a long time. Can we talked the, about that one woman's vagina for even longer. Can we just please? Just give me the goddamn the payoff. The talk endless. 
Um, and then he, and then she, she, she tries to do some sort of summoning circle, and then who she summons is not, in fact, the Bard Wizard. It is the devil. And um, who's been the Bard Wizard hot. all along? He wasn't. He wasn't. He. I did think that. I was like, was it the devil? And he's like, no. Um, <laughs> all right, you saw that. You saw that coming. Great. Uh, and and he's like, he's like, listen, I like you. You're pretty cool. And she's like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, we can be buds. And they kind of have a chill moment. And she's just hanging out with the devil. And then, of course, who comes running? But Hardwick to Studley. <laughs> Famous and 1960s Hanna-Barbera character. Hardwick to Studley. <laughs> Aw. Aw. <laughs> Maybe sad. <laughs> He comes running with his sword, and he's whacking and he's hacking, and he's like, "Don't touch my lady! You can't have her soul." Um, and and then um, the devil's like, "Bitch, I don't even care about you." <laughs> like, what? I'm the devil. I'm just hanging out with my friend. I'm sorry. I'm having a nice conversation right now. Uh, and it turns out that. Oh my gourd, the devil has decided that he's going to lift both the curse and the uncurse. He's going to unravel the sweater. In fact, he has already done so. And that is why he feels tired is because he is now mortal again. Um, again, the the way the universe works, I guess anyone just gets bodies back, I suppose. The devil's um, just like, if I just fix everything, maybe it'll stop. Will you go away? <laughs> Will you go away? And so I'm like, okay, he decided that actually it was because love won him over. And I was like, that's very cheesy. But he says that. No, and then Hardwick is like, no, 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 bitch. No, 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 no. Why did you really do it? And it turns out that actually he didn't do it. Now, when, when, when Hardwick <laughs> said no to giving up his Love's soul in order to spend an evening with her and get down and nasty, it opened up what the devil calls a redemption tunnel, which is now what I call Can't say I'm totally shocked. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, so that's what we're calling it now. Well, you're not wrong. Uh, am I headed? <laughs> so he passed through the redemption tunnel. And because God opened it or something, and that's what's clean to God him. It was really like a wanted this Scotsman to get his fuck on again. He really it was important. Um, and so 
but all the other ghosts, I guess, are not able to do that. Anyway, um, he... So the devil... I'm sorry, we've seen two books full of opening redemption tunnels for ghosts, so I think that they can. <laughs> exactly, right? At one point, like, in the first one we read, he, like, crawls into a tunnel to, like... It's like a whole... Anyway, there's a lot of vaginal imagery. And literal vaginal, vaginal imagery at one point because she looked at that lady's shaved vagina for so long. Now, if if they had gone clean shaven, there might not be ghost lice. So, like, everything comes well, back around. We, <laughs> we all what we all need is clean woolen diapers. Yes. Um. So, basically, what's confusing here is that the devil goes in this long spiel about how, like, it's, it was all about how the reason he's so nice to Scylla is because actually he never would have hurt her. He likes her a lot. Despite the fact that it is clear that the this man also keeps, like, mortal women as sex slaves, like, their hair tied to trees in his realm. Okay, he's not a good dude. Um, but in wait, all of the whoa, interactions wait, we what? have... Who? Yeah, it's offhand. It's very offhand. So that is one thing that Hardwick is, like, scared about at one point. He just, like, offhandedly in his inner monologue is like, what if he takes her and ties her to a tree like all those ladies I saw that one time? Um... But I guess we like the devil. He's cool. Anyway. Um, so we get this long speech about how he once loved a lady who looked a lot like Scylla. And how he it really woken something in him in his heart. And that's why he helped. And it was like very heartfelt and nice. The and then immediately it's like, actually, no, it was the redemption tunnel. Ha ha. Um, and I guess I guess that's that. That's and the then at one pussy, point. Mike. Exactly, right? And then so the epilogue is, of course, they're at that Viking festival. And why not? Um, yeah, it's like a year later, they're married, and they see the devil, and the devil's like, good work. <laughs> and I guess that's the end of that. And then, because I guess they probably, well, you find out she's pregnant, and I can only assume it's that's what he's happy about, because the his spawn or something, it's going to be his his devil spawn in there, so I don't, I don't know. Um, Wait, what? The, it, the baby is the devil's? Well, I can only imagine that's why he's like, wink, and then like, because or else what the fuck does that cameo mean? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what any of this means. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe there is, maybe there's no meaning to anything. Yeah, that's, um... It'll all be revealed in book four. Yeah. Um. I also, there was another, there was another good line in here. Um. I saw, there were really some. Some bangers. Truly. Some truly fucked up um, euphemisms for the clitoris, which I wanted to highlight. Yes. You need, like, colored tabs for, like, kinds of references. I do. There are, like, book bloggers who use, like, really fancy tabs with, like, I don't know. You need, like, a system. Fancy enough for that. That's that's above my raisin. Um, There was a weird nubbin somewhere. And hold on, I need to find it. (laughs) Nubbin? That is not what we're uh, calling it from now on. <laughs> no. Uh, let's talk about her nipples. Let's talk about his diaper. <laughs> and then he saw her rubbing nothing. You're not allowed to say that. Um, well, he does... Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> I'm going to put my my performer voice on. Again and again, he circled his tongue across her special place. Every few swirls, easing back, just a breath, to lick down the length of her. He let his tongues glide and probe, then return again to flick at her little lust-spending nub. 
<laughs> well, I'm dry. <laughs> I don't know about you, but my basement is um is dry. It is in fact non flooded. If he wanted to spend a year and a day with no erection, he could have just had someone read out loud <laughs> his internal like monologue for all sexy times. He could have written like erotic poems and then had people become aware of them. Yeah, man, I, I, I don't even, listen, it's hard. It's hard writing. I mean, it wasn't supposed to be. It's hard writing, well, I mean, her, her, her lust spending nub was. Lust spending. I don't. Is it like lust dash spending? It's, it is, it is (laughs) hyphen. It is. And that's what's, and that's what's challenging about that. Um, I don't know. Oh, that's what's challenging about. Okay. Well. I didn't even get into all of the description about him like licking her nipples and stuff. It was a lot. Thank. And, uh, and I, I, I'll be real with you. So they do end up, of course, having sex immediately after the devil leaves on that ruin. You know, like you do. Um, and I blacked out for most of that. Um, so <laughs> I don't even, I'm sure there's something there that I missed. Um, so yeah, I mean that's 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 tall, dark, and kilted, baby. We got we got two books to go. Oh, n- only two. I think there might actually be three, but I only have the two, so I'll have to get the, the well, we're last gonna one. Have to. Um, it takes a, a horde left at book four. Um, so book four is it looks like this and and is the same theme, and I even started reading that one. I haven't finished it yet, but um, <clears throat> that one is about a woman who whose uh, husband passed away, and he was a like crazy rich person who like bought a castle from in Scotland and had it like transported oh, no. to his to america and like there's a ghost yeah isn't that the plot of gargoyles she's a rich video basically um so there is that but then after that one hard left we go into like hard paranormal and the next one is about like a wizard ancient protector man of like this like sea enclave and she's like a she can actually see ghosts and her job is like yeah it's wild um it's like a totally a tonal shift totally insane um but yeah okay I'm excited yeah. in a worried kind of way, but still. That's the one with the with the wizard and the punks and the and the and the wand that's in the that I told you sucks out souls. Oh yes, that yes, clearly. But we gotta we gotta get through the castle one first. So. Um. <sighs> okay. 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 Wow. I'm exhausted. I mean, hard same bud. Flaccid same yeah. bud. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, like... uh, <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So Allie McKay. Keep doing what you're doing. Oh to, oh, to live in her mind for but a moment. I'm sure it's very tartan. I'm I would tartan imagine colored. there's gotta be some truth to the fiction, right? Well, in her like so. Yeah, I've gone, I've, I've read her acknowledgments and things, and um, it sounds like she spends an incredible amount of time in Scotland. But I, again, what we didn't touch on in this one that we touched on in the last one is that she has a hard theme of, like, all of these American women being fucking obsessed with Scotland. Yeah. Um, that carries through 100% in this one. It's very embarrassing. There's a lot of, like, she desperately wanted to, like, look up his kilt. And at one point she talked about how she wanted to walk over to him and flip up his kilt just to see what was underneath. And it's like, I, who? likes balls that much Help stop fetishists, that. i guess it's fucking weird also that's assault stop it <laughs> stop 
So much of this spray um, bottle. You think you think it's not assault because a woman does it. You're wrong. Right. <laughs> um. So there was that, and it sounds. I I know that it's supposed to be funny. It's supposed to be a joke. Are you dabbing your forehead? How are you not? <laughs> the kerchief. <laughs> We've gone on a wild ride here. Like it's true. I feel like we've been talking for two minutes. It's almost an hour and a half. Yeah, this is this is a long episode. Yeah, well, you know what? Everyone needs a little bit of comfort food right, right now. It's okay that it this one's It would have been shorter if we'd kept um, it in the diaper, but... They didn't keep it in the diaper. Oh, God. He wore the diaper a lot, though. <laughs> um, so, so that's it. I don't, I don't have... I don't have anything left in the tank, fam. <sighs> um, <laughs> we'll do another one. And now we rest. <laughs> And heal and <laughs> for, prepare. For too short a time <laughs> um, as we attempt to gird ourselves for book two. Or book three. Four? Four. Fuck me. <laughs> book four. You do words, not numbers. <laughs> it's fine. No, I super don't. I super don't. Um, okay, Brendan, you got any plugables? Uh, I After everything this episode's entailed, I think plugs is the least that I need to be worried with. No, I guess because we got diapers. Yeah, seriously. Right. <clears throat> yeah, I think I'm... A lot more diaper talk in this than I thought there would be. Plugged up. <laughs> okay. Ugh. Yeah. Pluggables. Pluggables, yeah. Um, let's, let's plug Let's Sums? plug Gritty, and um, let's, let's plug the diaper community. Uh, much thanks for that. your patience with us during these hard, these, these dark times. <laughs> during these flaccid yeah, times these, these, these soft um, these soft blessedly times. flaccid times <laughs> um, yeah um okay i feel weird plugging my stuff here because i know how the world is right now and it all feels pretty hopeless and useless but um hopefully it won't be yeah. hopefully you know that's it's or, or else or else there'd be no point to anything and so we gotta at least pretend yeah. um so i have a book coming out next week um it comes out on tuesday Fuck yes. fragile beings oh jesus christ um and it is um uh, it's got three novellas in it i've talked about it a lot next week's episode is all about fragile beings um i i was interviewed by a friend of mine um so it's it's not even like an audio essay like i did with concerts glory um so i think it's fun we laugh a lot and we talk about how I base my dragons on geese. Um, and so that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think it's a great, a great allegory personally. Um, <clears throat> if they could breathe fire at us, they would, they would. Um, yeah. And that's about it. You know, everyone keep your head on a swivel. You can email me if you want. All the links are down below. You can join the discord. You can do all that. Um, find joy where you can. And, uh read books because they help um it is not about escape it is about fortitude and you need you need fortitude right now um so whatever gets you through to the next that. day that's a good thing that's a win yeah um it's not i know that there is criticism of people who are like oh well you know something bad's happening here's a link to like my favorite video to tune out for a while and people are like well you should be paying attention oh you're fucking obviously paying attention or you wouldn't be stressed so you know if if you burn out, you're even more useless than if you are stepping aside for a second. Giving so. yourself anxiety is not actually activism. So it's it's not. Yeah. It's not. Um, so all of that, you know, uh I know it's hard out there, but we still got books 
and we still got each other and that's all we can say right now and that can be enough um if we all keep our shit tight and carry crowbars if you need to keep your shit tight dig deep enough in youtube there will be a tutorial on how to properly tie a diaper so you don't get embarrassed in front of your (laughs) ghost buddy who's like dude what the fuck are you doing it's sloppy. It's just your folds it's just, are sloppy. You gotta, bro, let, let me do it, bro. I'll tuck you, bro. It's funny because the guy who showed up, too, is, like, the biggest, like, most bear-like Highlander. And I'm so mad that I don't think he got, I don't think he got a book. He's, like, a, like, sexy-ass, like, thick daddy bod. Like, it's good. That's a bad um, miss. It's a, it's a hard miss. I'm very upset. I do not think he got a book, so. Oof. Uh, Ally McKay, I have strong words for you, and they are about uh, less spending nub and the lack of brands. Well, we know what we're looking forward to for book seven or eight. I guess I have to start writing fan fiction yes. again. I think that's where I'm at. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's been an episode. You know, of all of the episodes, this has certainly been one of them. It's been one. Sorry about the mouth sounds. Goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Kingdom of Thirst is a member of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find all of our episodes and tons of new podcasts to listen to at frolic.media slash podcasts.